Blog Talk Radio. to the Frontier Beyond Fear live broadcast and podcast, if you are listening in the future. My name is Susan Larison Dance, and today is Saturday, February 18th, 2023. And this program regularly broadcasts live on Blog Talk Radio, Saturdays, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm so happy to have you here with me today. I know that in the world today, it is easy to feel very burdened by all that many of us are dealing with. Really, all of us. If you look at the world itself, no matter what your personal circumstances, we are all needing to integrate a great deal of challenging information as to the future of our very planet and our very world that we live in and our societies and how we are going to navigate through these societies and how are we going to interact with one another in a more loving, accepting way. None of us likes divisions. None of us seeks conflict, not when we're in that space of real truth, honest truth, heartfelt truth. The question is, how do we find our way forward. I have spoken many times on this broadcast that I am not, as your host, by any means immune to difficulty and challenges and having been through a tremendous amount. And I know that many of you are carrying burdens whether it me- it means having dealt with health challenges, having dealt with health challenges of those that I care about, having dealt with, um, you know, difficulties in terms of really, and this is the key to today's broadcast, and I'll tell you how I came to this today, having dealt with circumstantial issues where we choose to make certain choices and yet some of those choices are difficult and yet we we seek our own freedom that we don't seek to be in a position where you know we're being taken advantage of or belittled 
or all these very dark and negative things. And yes, we have to acknowledge that our circumstances can very much depend on how we come into this world and what we're dealing with at that time. How this program came about, and let me say something. There can be, you know, if I look back on my own life and my own um, ambitions and things that were going on when I was young and what I saw for my life, it is a twofold way of looking at it. From the world's standards, um, and really, I've evaluated this quite a bit, thinking about the time that I was living in. I was really in the generation which was the first where women were um, really expecting to go into the workforce, and there were no limits to your to what you could do. And although you could deal, you would run into some barriers, let's be clear. But it was really a different time than the generation before me. And yet, and yet, despite pursuing many of those ambitions and having the opportunity, having um, scholarships and different ways of going about having these opportunities and jobs that um, – were, I don't know if I could say they were totally fulfilling at the time, but certainly led to fulfillment in some ways. Having these opportunities, a day came where I needed to make a choice based on circumstances, based on my own heart, based on what was needed, and that choice at that time was needing to be home with my child despite the fact that I had the most cushy type of on-site daycare available, which was very, very rare at the time. And I had signed up for that in advance. The minute I knew that I was going to have a child, I signed up for that daycare. But as it turned out, my child was not in a situation, nor was I, where that would have been an easy transition, not Every person is the same. And by that time, I knew what the choice needed to be. Was I influenced by the generations before me? Yes, I'm sure that I was because I saw that path. Those of us who grew up at that time, we saw it. And what I hope, and this will lead into amazing possibilities because I have never given up on my real hopes and dreams and what those are and what they are developing to be. I found a way, imperfectly, let's be clear, to walk a balanced path. It did lead, ultimately, to some difficulty. There were compromises made, things that you really couldn't see back then that would be difficult later. We can't always see into the future. Yet I have absolutely no regret knowing what the needs were at the time, knowing it in that moment 
there was nothing that pressured me except the choice of my own heart, a loving choice. And it wasn't an easy choice, but I knew this was the choice. This program today was actually motivated by an article I read, which I'll only briefly refer to. It was an article about a philosopher. And I have always wanted to study philosophy. Somehow I never managed to take a philosophy course in college. I tried to sign up and it was full and I couldn't get in. And one of the things I did try to do in college, and I'm a scientist, you know, I was essentially a pioneer in the computer sciences, really pursuing my dreams and getting a degree at a very, very difficult institution and doing well there when I got my master's degree. The very medium we're sitting on right now, knowing the very um, the first web browser that was of any use um, was developed down the hall, literally. I might have had the I had the opportunity to work on that project, but I didn't know what it was. I worked on the superconducting super collider project instead, which was never built, but I find that very interesting at a spiritual level because of the quantum aspects. Now you can say there's some hazards with such a project too, and we won't get into that right now because sometimes when we dabble in things, and especially if we're not mindful about spirituality and how things work, yeah, you know, you can stumble into things, but we won't get into that. I had ambition, and I was pursuing it, and it wasn't just empty ambition. I had hopes. I had dreams. I wanted to make the best of myself. Even as pursuing those things, I wanted to be a writer. I had dreams in the humanities, which I actually gave up on. I started at a college where I was pursuing the humanities. Now, in this part of my life, all of it is integrating together. Amazing possibilities. I believed that doors were open, but I didn't totally believe in myself. I'll never forget sitting in the orientation of graduate school and looking around me at all these hackers, you know, these these young, almost all men in computer science, and just thinking, oh my, you know, what am I doing here? Because they were really into the the so-called nuts and bolts. How do you make it faster? How do you make it slicker? You know, the real... Um, um, there's a certain aspect of computer science that they were into, but they were missing another aspect. And that was the more qualitative part. The qualitative part where how does it work? How does it feel? What's the human experience? And also, I would tend to say, and I'll tell you, I had experience in AI early on that too. What are the, the, the implications? Where is the conscience, or do you just race ahead to whatever you can do? We have a lot to think about in these domains. The fact that I can even be speaking about it now from this vantage point shows that my hopes and dreams never went away. They blossomed. They changed. They merged. 
Humanities mattered. On this program, I often will quote poems. Well, today's program was motivated by philosophy, a domain I never had the chance to explore as fully as I would like to. And let's talk about that, too. We are never limited, no matter how old. Now, I'm not going to say that I feel very old. In fact, that's a part of astonishing possibilities. But I'm certainly not young, but I am young in my heart. I am as interested in learning and growing and seeing what can happen in my life and what more I can learn, what more I can study, what more I can expand into as I ever was, if not more so. This is something that can be with you all of your life. And that is despite being in a circumstantial situation that is not a walk in the park. I don't have infinite resources, and this not by a long shot. In fact, it's amazing how I'm able to make my way. And yet I do. And I know many of you are facing similar questions. There are difficulties out there. I know that. And believe me, I feel it. So what was this motivated by? It was an article about, and I will, the spelling of this name, which you can look up and maybe I'll, I'll put it, it's not even on the page itself, is different than how you pronounce it. And I actually had to look up to make sure that I was pronouncing it. I'll do it my best here. Well, Thorin Kierkegaard, who lived 1813 to 1855, was an existentialist philosopher, and also a Christian universalist. He has a lot of interesting things to say, and as with all thinkers and writers, when I talk about a concept that they have brought up, that doesn't mean I either know everything they talked about, not by a long shot, or that I'm on the same page of every single bit of what they believe. But that was his background, and I was led to some information that he put forward. And it was about how life is all about finding the middle way. This, and it is a narrow path to find this. And that is finding a way to balance your human needs, because we all have them in this world in terms of just, you know, basic survival skills for you and your family or, you know, however you find yourself in life. So that's on the one side of it. And on that side, we can deal with some really challenging situations. Yes, we can be belittled. Yes, we can be taken advantage of. Yes, we can become like little drones, you know, hardly even alive, just existing in the world. And it's easy to say that we can get stuck there, but our hearts are not stuck, no matter what our situation. Because the other side of this, with this which this philosopher talks about, are the infinite possibilities that are available to us. These are the dreams that you never give up on. 
these are the talents which maybe were crushed at some point and yet can still emerge. These are the dreams that make a richer life where each and every one of us brings the best to our societies, to our world. These are the things that we can nurture. But we have to find a way. He writes um, in this article, they say, um, and this was written by a philosophy professor, this article, um, that most people postpone their dreams and never get to them. I have dreams I've postponed many times. I would have thought when I was young, I would have written maybe, I would have hoped, I would have written more than one book. Well, I wrote in a different way, as it turns out, but, you know, I still have dreams in that domain. I never could have envisioned doing this. Who would have envisioned a a show on Blog Talk Radio that's been around so long? Or other things, other ways that I've written, like on the Oprah Forum. That was amazing to have writing on the front page of the Oprah site, as many of us did in that time some years ago. There was an opportunity, and we had no idea that's where it would go. We stumbled into it. We must not give up on our dreams. They are important no matter where we are, who we are, what our circumstance is. And also associated with this philosophy is freedom. Now, I haven't, again, I'm not a philosophy expert. It's an area I really wish I had explored more. And, you know, we may explore this together on my show as my exploration continues, just as we are exploring um, what some of the poets have had to say, which are philosophers in their own right. What is philosophy anyway? It's just reflecting upon life. What you'll find out is they've been thinking about some of the same things you have. We are so, um, we we do belittle ourselves. We think, oh, you know, that's too lofty. I couldn't understand any of that. Well, maybe some of it is really abstract, sure. But we're really talking about life. It's not all abstract. It is approachable. These are things that can help us as we explore, and we may not agree with all of it, and then we can have a discussion uh, you know, with ourselves as we're studying or with others, however it unfolds. You know, do I really feel that is true? It, and these things are about life, just life. How is that not approachable if it's about life? And here's this philosopher, and um, he's just talking about life. What is the nature of our existence? What do we seek? How can we live a meaningful life? What are our struggles? Also, he talks about how anxiety will be a natural part of life. And that's very related to this program, this show, because we talk about fear here and how do we work with our fears. And You know, we can grow in how we work with them, but that doesn't mean that we're going to have no fear. Nobody has no fear. 
you're going to have to work with your fears. And that in itself has become more clear over the years on this show, how to define what the frontier beyond fear actually is. And it is nuanced. We're still human beings. I don't get up here saying I'm some perfect person totally beyond fear. What I know, though, is that life has helped me. Spirituality has helped me to work with my fears so that they are not as um, as daunting as they once was, or they once were. See, I can't even speak. Years ago, I had more anxiety about different things. You know, I fretted about this or that grade, or, you know, usually they weren't justified. Sometimes they were. You know, I grew up in the era of the Cold War, and that's becoming relevant again. How for so many years, we didn't really think about nuclear war and that it could happen. And, you know, back then, we we really had a healthy respect for um, what could happen. And a lot of things have been forgotten in that domain. And that's why um, diplomacy was so important. Because you know what? Um, if everything is, I mean, just destroying the world, I mean, I don't think that's something to be taken lightly, um, not to say it's being taken totally lightly, but I mean that's heavy, heavy stuff. And you need um, really serious people thinking that through as to what to do. And what can happen is we're not in the era of the world wars anymore. We're not. Um, those uh, wars, and again, history is another area I'm trying to study more. I used to study that a bit more when I was younger, but you know, you forget so many things. How quickly one thing leads to another, like dominoes. And um, there's a reason why later in my life, um, although it's been some time ago, I became interested in Quaker groups and even went to a Quaker church for a time. Um, although my spirituality didn't fit within that domain, it's not very definable. But I was part of the War is Not the Answer campaign. I had a sign on my lawn that said, War is Not the Answer. And not only that, I was a distributor of that sign, which was for a free, um, it was for, well, I don't remember, I think there was a contribution or something requested, but it was for a nonprofit group related to the Quakers. And I volunteered to help with that. That doesn't mean that you just allow everything to just trample you in the world, that we allow ultimate oppression and darkness and horrible things just take over. But it means that you have to use wisdom to find another way because we can't afford what has happened in the past. We can't afford a runaway train. We can't survive that in a meaningful way. Some may survive, and we have to talk about the other beings on this planet, the other life that is on this planet, which the last program was about how we respect that. So, yes, we have many burdens that we bear, but we must not lose sight of the amazing possibilities Miracles still happen. I speak often of the omnipresent divine. Each and every one of us is inseparable from the omnipresent 
divine. Perhaps namaste expresses from your point of view. I try to speak to multiple spiritual groups on this show. Seeing the omnipresent divine in everybody you meet. There is not a place on this earth that wasn't influenced by the circumstances that led into whatever it led into. And that includes every single conflict. We cannot give up on our, on our amazing, infinite possibilities. We are special, beloved creations. We are co-creations of souls. I believe we chose to be here, to be here in these times. We come from a place where we knew that we were inseparable from the divine. How that relationship is defined is sublime. Because those who talk about having a personal relationship with the love of God, with a very intensely personal, not abstract, you know, oh, it's just an energy field kind of thing, something really personal, that exists as well. And they are correct. We need to blend the different philosophies and find what is true for us. What do we seek? Would you rather live in a place where there's this very neutral, um, non-loving energy field? Someone once told me that God is not love, that it's just some neutral thing, it's just a law. You know what that is, although we don't realize it when we say it. It's another expression of scientism. And science, or actually materialism, Because science is really the exploration of truth, actual truth. And we tend to make it very cold because actual truth is not cold. Even when I talk about, you know, the quantum aspects like I did a little bit ago of, um, you know, having worked on the superconducting super collider project. And let me tell you, what I did there was actually in terms of a part, a tool that would have been used and You know, eventually I'm sure it's been used in other ways. I see this reference, which was all about a human interface to make it easier to design things. How do we make human interfaces more um, approachable? And we have not spent enough time on that in many ways. It's not cold. It's not stark. It's not just some law. It's not just empty, vacuous, um, um, just, oh, you know, just another bunch of of, um, of rules, you know, just, just listed off on a sheet. This is how it works. Uh-uh. It is pure, unconditional, overwhelming love. It is not bounded. It can't be bound. It is everything you ever dreamed of and more. 
we can walk this world, and this goes beyond perhaps the philosophy that started it. I speak as myself, although I was motivated by reading about this. We can walk this world with one foot on the real path that we're on, you know, doing what we need to do to eat and get a roof over our heads and whatever, and the other in the spiritual, in that space of infinite potential. And the two are not separate from one another. One can help the other. When we know that we are inseparable from infinite love, that we are here for a reason. Those of you listening to the live show, I'll I'll, um, break for just a minute to say that the live show will be coming to an end shortly. And you can find more about this show on FrontierBeyondFear.com, which I've kept up to date. So thank you for being here. And once again, thank you to Blog Talk Radio for featuring the program on their homepage today while live. I always appreciate that. And let's see here. I haven't even looked, but I always want to say my thank yous. And on Live Spirituality, that page. I'm appreciative to Blog Talk Radio for that, which is the home base of this show. And let me tell you, those of you who, in a moment, will only be the podcast listeners since the live show is ending, um, I learned last week some other ways to to go out to some other podcasting platforms. So that definitely is going to happen, even though it's already on some. And I greatly appreciate the listeners coming in from some of those um, platforms, such as iHeartRadio and Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. So, again, live listeners, thank you. I'll continue just a little while today since I don't have a lot of poetry to read or anything like that today. But what I want you to consider is that your dreams are still important no matter what you are facing. Yes, eventually our lives on this world will come to an end and we we always know of people who encounter things that, um, you know, it's much too early it can feel that way. I guess people are here. Well, there's no I guess. People are here. Souls are here in a particular way for as long as they're here. Because we walk a path which involves the greater whole, but also the individual soul experience. Having the ability to make free choices is really important. If you think about our relationship with the divine, Free will, and this is related to existentialism too, is extremely important. Now, I would say the divine can have influence because there's a greater journey. There are so many times in our lives where we don't understand why something has happened. And then some years later, we get it. We see in our own lives, in those around us, in the greater world we come to a better understanding. And I know that someday when we cross the veil out of this particular life, we'll see it even more clearly and it'll all make sense. How we comprehend things at that level, I cannot say because it's a different domain. 
but we will see things and how they fit together so that this hardship here led to something else. I wouldn't be here doing what is now the podcast if not for my own challenges that I went through. And yet, um, I presumably could be doing something else right now. I'm just volunteering my time here, um, and I'm doing it. This is one of the dreams of my heart. I never knew it was, although I kind of had a hint of it when I was young. I used to like to make little recordings for myself, and I see that as predictive. Um, Even say that I was doing a little, I don't know, did I call it, I guess I call it, called it my tape-recorded diary. I was only, I don't know, I must have started this about the age of seven or eight. And a few remain that I have that, um, that I recorded. And I would talk about life. It was different. And yet I see it, how it predicts what happened later. If I can give you anything, and I will end today's program close to on time today. We'll make it a little shorter today. I go as long as I feel led to talk. If I can leave you with anything today, it is to, this may seem cliched, don't give up on your dreams. Don't give up on your dreams. Don't give up on love. Don't give up on all the different ways that you can lead a meaningful life for you. And each person is unique. Each and every one of you knows how that feels. Although I will tell you, sometimes life can surprise you and you don't even know what you seek until you find it. That to me is the divine. That to me is an example of a plan, a greater plan, and this gets complicated too. How do we exist within the midst of a greater plan and still have free choices? Because we do. It's quite intricate. That may go beyond what is a more, um, a different way that some of the philosophers may have talked about it, but I'm sure they have talked about different influences and how how our beliefs integrate into all of this. This particular philosopher, which got me thinking about all of this, after all, was a theologian, Soren Kierkegaard, who lived in the 1800s. He got me to thinking about my, on my own path, I don't need to make it match exactly whatever he was thinking. In fact, I don't even know a great deal of what he was thinking, although I do see some other fun parallels. Being a Christian universalist, he said something I actually said, not even knowing about him, a long time ago in a different way, and it actually led to my writing on some of these forums about how if if hell existed, he would be there. And the, the implication that I got from that, I haven't gotten real deep, is not that, oh, he'd be, you know, remember, he was a Christian universalist, that out of conscience, out of empathy, out of love, the very concept 
of hell is not compatible with a loving divine. So what I, how I stated it a long time ago, and I put it on a, a, um, a Christian apologetics forum at the time, and and um, later talked about this on the Oprah forum, is if hell exists, everyone is going there, because there would be people you love who would be there, and you couldn't be in heaven when you know that. Even strangers going there would be too much. It's a paradox. It's an impossibility. It cannot exist in the midst of a loving divine. I know there are those out there, believe me, I know, because I know people who feel this way, and I know, um, and I had a struggle with it, let me tell you. My spiritual journey was launched in struggling with the concept of hell, and it wasn't easy. I know that there are those who feel strongly about this. My own grandfather, who was an evangelical minister, felt strongly, even though I never really knew him in that particular domain. That aside... Those of us who feel differently about it from a logical and an empathic point of view, we too feel strongly because what it does is diminish the divine. It diminishes it so much that it's not the divine anymore because that's not love. Love is radical forgiveness. Love is free choice. Love is growing towards love and having experiences that help us to grow. Love is not giving up on people and throwing away the key. That's quite something else, and there's a reason why 1 Corinthians 13 is something I have explored over and over and over again on this program. Love keeps no record of wrongs. Love never fails. Read 1 Corinthians again if if that's helpful. I'm going to end the program today. And I appreciate those of you listening to the podcast. And like I said, I will be expanding into some additional formats soon. So I hope that um, you'll find this show on whatever your favorite platform is. And I have decided that, um, you know, expanding a little. I've made it so simple lately. It's not a bad thing. And I've kind of been led into it in an unusual way that I didn't expect. But that's great. I I will go ahead and follow that path and see where it goes. So I think I will be here next week. It looks that way. It's hard to say. Next week is a little unpredictable as to whether I'll be available at this time. I do appreciate those of you listening live at 1 p.m. Pacific and 4 p.m. Eastern on Saturdays, that you really have found a niche for this program. I realized that when I pushed it a little bit later. So I'll only do that um, unless necessary. But um, I should be here 
next Saturday, and I look forward to that. If I'm not, I'll try to find a different time, and I hope you'll discover the program in the podcast. So, again, reflect on these things. Explore. And most of all, don't give up. Don't give up. The divine will never give up on you. Your dreams are there for a reason. Your talents are there for a reason. Follow the dreams of your heart, even if it takes just a little time in any given day. I know, as we were talking, there are two sides to life, you know. We may be doing work or um, whatever you're doing, and believe me, you know, those Higher-paying jobs can be incredibly demanding. It doesn't just have to do with working at some, you know, mundane level. We can find a way to a balance. Each have something to give to those around us. We each have something, many things to learn in this life. Take care, everyone. See you next time.